So on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about 12 things that happy couples do. Stick around. Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Hey, thanks for listening today. We're your host, Daniel Bonnie Hoover, and we're glad you have decided to join us. Yes, sir. So we uh, we record the podcast in a lot of different places, as we said before. Sometimes we record it in our house. Sometimes we record it in our RV that sits in our driveway. Uh, sometimes we record it on our back porch, which is one of our favorite places in the world, yep. as I think we said last week. Um, however, today we are on the back porch and listen. That's not static. No, it's rain. It's rain. And it's awesome. And there's birds chirping, and it's just really nice. Yeah, it, this is, and I said this before, but this is my happy place. Sitting on the back porch with a cup of coffee on my swing, petting my puppy, and just hanging out. And rain makes it mm-hmm. even better. It's one of my favorite things. I had a lot of projects I was going to do today, but that's not happening. No, I don't think uh, so. Did you ever, like growing up, did you ever go to the uh, the zoo? And at the zoo, they had, um, my grandparents lived in South Carolina, so Mm -hmm. they would take us to the Riverbanks Zoo in Columbia. I think we went there. Yeah, we did. After we were married. Mm -hmm. And and so, I didn't grow up going to the Atlanta Zoo. I've been there since then. But anyway, we'd go to the Riverbanks Zoo practically every summer. And uh, this brings back that memory. Uh, We would go to the rainforest exhibit, and you'd sit in there, or maybe it was the birds exhibit. Anyway, they'd they'd simulate a thunderstorm. Thunder, rain coming down, birds would chirp, they'd go crazy, and um, sorry, I know you guys all care about that, but I'm sitting back here, birds are chirping, and it reminds me of the, um, if you ever went to the zoo and you experienced that, maybe you're maybe you're tracking with Well, it. if it starts a uh, thunderstorm, we're, we're going to be pausing, we're going in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I love the sound of rain, and I love, I love to hear the thunder in the distance, mm-hmm. it's great, mm-hmm. and just the smell of rain, it's just it's mm-hmm. one of those things that makes you happy. And it's nice. you know, it's funny how the little things in life kind of accumulate to make you happy. It's yeah. like the small, like coffee and mm-hmm. back porch and rain and all those things. And another thing that's made us happy this week. Yes. Baseball started back. Uh, 8U baseball. Yep. The things have started. We started some practices. Of course, we're still doing some social distancing with that, which is <laughs> yeah, kind right. of a joke. But how, do you, how do you social distance eight-year-olds on a baseball field? I know, field? right? But it's great to be outside and to be back and um, just watching watching them play and have fun. And, um, yeah, it was some semblance of, of normal life. So it's good. So it seems things are, are opening back up. But we got to thinking about those things that make us happy. And so today... We're going to be talking about 12 things that happy couples do regularly. Now, we're not going to cover all 12 in one podcast episode. You probably don't want to listen that long. But we are going to cover six of them. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to press stop. Yeah. And then we're going to press record again. And we're going to talk about six more. So if you binge listen, then you get to hear all 12 back to back. If you listen in real time, week to week. You got to wait. Sorry, you got to have to wait seven days. So that's what we're going to be talking about. 12 things that happy couples do do regularly it's now time for seriously funny dad jokes all right i'm gonna read some dad jokes to you you're gonna laugh gotcha you ready Mm -hmm. here we go 
Which bear is the most condescending? Hmm. What's condescending? <laughs> <laughs> Off to a great start. Okay. A panda. <laughs> what kind of noise does a witch's vehicle make? What? Vroom, vroom. <laughs> what's, br- what's brown and sticky? What? A stick. <laughs> All right, this is a good one. Two guys walked into a bar. The third guy ducked. <laughs> it took me a minute. Uh-huh. How do you get a country girl's attention? Hell. A tractor. <laughs> is that how you got mama's attention? <laughs> a tractor. Why, like are a ele- tractor? Wait, why are elevator jokes so classic and good? Why? They work on so many levels. <laughs> no, All right, last one. What do you call a pudgy what? psychic? A what? What? A pudgy psychic. What's that? A four-chin teller. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they got it, but they laughed. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, today we are talking about 12 things that happy couples do on a regular basis. And we're, we're doing this little um, class online, just a marriage um, thing that we're so it's kind of a specialization of marriage yeah. and family. And one of the professors was talking about 10 things that, that happy couples do. And then we started Googling some stuff that people said. And, you know, some of those were great. Mm-hmm. And, and we kept some of those. But then we looked at our marriage and we're like, okay, well, but these are some also some things that I think that happy couples we're do. We're happy. Yeah, we're happy. And so we put together a list from here, there, everywhere, and from from here, things seriously. that we've seen in our marriage, things that we've seen in other people's marriage, that um, that we've gleaned, and we're like, man, we need to start doing mm-hmm. that. And yeah. so we compiled a list. Uh, you can Google search lists, and maybe one or two of these will be on there. But we think there's some things that uh, that won't be. So um, so here we go. We're gonna go right in. We're diving right yeah. in. Um, number one. Now these aren't in any particular order. No. But the first thing is they are nice to each other. Yeah. They're just kind. That that goes a long way. It's the, and you've heard us say this before if you've been listening for a while, but d- we say please and thank you. And would you please do that for me rather than, hey, hand me that mm-hmm. or, hey, do this for me. It, they, happy couples express gratitude regularly mm-hmm. and they're just thoughtful of each other in general. Um, just doing little favors like, hey, can I top off your coffee for you this morning? Yes, you or, can. Here you go. <laughs> or, uh, hey, Hey, no, don't, you don't have to get out of the bed this morning and take the dog out. I'll do that. Let me, let me do that for you. Well, the really kind person wouldn't wake the other person up and tell them that. That's true. It's like, I'll but just Chad, do- I mean, thinking of the other person, doing little things for them, man, you're at, you're at the grocery store and you pick up their favorite little thing because you're thinking of them. Cannolis. You know. You've brought me cannolis before just because you love me. I did. And you know, the other day I... I, I don't eat cereal for breakfast. I haven't had cereal for breakfast in a long time. Every blue moon, I might get in a mood for it. And um, and one of my favorite cereals, I just mentioned it out of the blue. It was in the uh, pantry like yeah. a couple of days later. Yep. And then the kids ate it all. I know. Before I didn't you, get, I didn't, you get didn't get one get bowl. <clears throat> one not bowl. a single bowl. They ate all of your crackling oat bran. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a that's a. Uh, but yeah, I think happy couples are just nice to each other. They they try to be thoughtful and just considerate. So and that's um, we've talked about that before on the podcast. There's a lot of these that we've talked about before. We're kind of pulling them all together. But that's a uh, that's something you got to form a habit mm-hmm. that just doesn't come naturally. Um, so you're gonna have to. 
you're going to have to practice at it. You're going to have to work at it. I so. think a lot of these take practice. A lot mm-hmm. of these we're going to mention. Um, and this, the second one, I, whether it takes practice or not, it's intentionality. Mm-hmm. You have to do it intentionally. The second one, we've also said this, is go to bed at the same time. I think right. happy couples go to bed at the same time. They're in their day off, um, whether it's just, whether it's watching TV together or mm-hmm. if it's talking or reading a book or um, just being close to each other and, and finishing the day in the same place. It's built-in date night. Yeah. We, um, th- this is something that we saw on several lists yeah. as we're just looking at Google searching, but it's something that we've done for years. I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe since we had kids and we at just least. needed our own space. And then um, uh, earlier, one of our earlier podcasts, we interviewed our pastor and his wife, Mike and Ann Lynch. Yep. And in the podcast, they said that they do that. And yeah. we were like, we didn't know y'all did that. Well, they're a happy couple. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, but for us, um, and if you sat through any of our seminars, you've heard us say this. This is one of the greatest things we've done for our marriage is mm-hmm. to go to bed at the same time. For a number of reasons, we think it's healthy for couples. Um, because one, guys, there's just nothing good about sitting up late with a computer in front of you. It's yeah. just... It's too much temptation. You can, even if it starts out, you know, doing work and it starts out fine, then, then it can get to a bad place, you know, with pornography and different things like that. Or, um, I mean, I know a lot of guys, they sit up gaming and their, their wife goes to bed and that's, that's fine. We do need times to defrag, but that 30 minutes to yourself can soon turn into three or four hours. Yeah. And um, and it's just not a habit you want to get into. You know, I mean, if you if you if you're doing it once, twice, fine. But you don't want to get in that habit. And at the end of the day, that um, man, that time, that extra that extra couple hours or, you know, even if it's 30, 30 minutes, minutes is it's just good time that you you, you got to carve out. It, well, it's adult conversation mm-hmm. that that you may if you're a mom, maybe you haven't had adult conversation all day and you need that. Yep. Or if you're, you've had conversation with your coworkers all day, you've been bonding with them, but you need that mm-hmm. with your spouse. You mm-hmm. need some time to just catch up and get on the same page. So, yeah. and two, um, the second one, this third one can can also be linked to the second one. So I will do a fancy transition. All right. Number three is develop common interests. Mm-hmm. Now, how does that link into go to bed at the same time? Because I know a lot of couples at night, they binge watch shows, but they don't have common interests. See there? See mm. what I did there? In the same shows. So they'll kind of divide and one couple will, or one spouse will watch one show, one will watch another. But when you go to bed at the same time, man, if you want to binge watch something, fine, but try to develop a common interest in a show. Yeah. Something kind of meet in the middle, something that you can enjoy. Um, but when you go to bed at the same time, you can binge watch something. You can sit on your back porch when it's raining and talk. Mm-hmm. You can uh, do other fun married things, and um, so that's just good. So, but back to the common interest yep. thing, I think it's important that even outside of just you know once a day at you know going to bed at the same time, I think it's important that we have our own hobbies, mm-hmm. but finding things we can do together and spend time together having fun. I think it's really important, which is. I think just that having fun, doing something, a hobby, which is why we encourage people to sign up for the Marriage Adventure Challenge because we've got a lot of That's ideas right. there and things that maybe you can you can try date date ideas that turn into hobbies that mm-hmm. you're like, oh man, we both love kayaking and it's something we can go do together and have fun or we both love, I don't know, 
whatever, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we decide we both like to play tennis and that's a great activity and you, but developing a common interest gives you something to talk about and just enjoy doing together. Mm-hmm. Okay. You may not, um, you may not have any, you know, uh, you the, the, the wife may be interested in, you know, doing wife things, shopping, girly things. The husband may have his man cave. It may be swapped. Maybe the wife is the one that likes to build (laughs) things and do stuff. Um, But what you might have to do is you might have to try something outside of both of your current interests. It may not be that you have an interest now that your spouse comes along with you. It may be something totally new and outside the norm. And that that happened for us, I think. So early in our marriage, um, Bonnie didn't understand football <clears throat> and she had never really watched football she'd watched baseball she grew up playing softball um well I went to football games my you know and stuff but I it was more of a social yeah time I didn't really pay attention to, I mean I, I knew that's a touchdown but right right so um so like our second year of marriage she we both got the flu high school playoffs were on tv and all weekend we sat and we binged watched before it was a word high school football and so I took that opportunity and you said I just don't understand the game I'd like to watch I'd like to understand it so I explained it to you mm-hmm. and um and you now we love watching baseball and college football and yeah. all that together um but another hobby and interest that we found outside of that is kayaking yes that we was neither one no. had ever kayaked and we kind of fell in love with it together at the same well time. we were away for um, an anniversary trip a few years ago and um you were like let's just go on this little kayaking tour and i was like oh it's so expensive like and i want something bucks and we're cheap yeah and i'm like no i don't want to spend the money and then and we did it and we're like oh my word this is so <laughs> great and by the time we got home we had already ordered kayaks uh inflatable ones on uh-huh. amazon and it's something we love doing when we go camping now, and it's just a—it's something we like doing together. And at first, our kids weren't really enjoying it because they were really too young to do it. But we had tandem kayaks, so we had two seaters, and we we're like, "Sorry, kids, you're gonna have to love it because we yeah. love it." And so you just—you know—fall asleep. I don't care. Yeah. And now they have their own kayaks, and they do enjoy that because they can—they're big enough; they can do their own thing. And then they can get a little distance from us, and we—it's like a mini date because they're like mm-hmm. kayaking where we can see them, but we've kind of just—well, we can we'll hang go back off on our and own, yeah. yeah, so. Developing common interests, some. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have your own thing. No. It doesn't mean that you don't, you know, this morning I got up and got up early and got out and I went and rode my bike for a little bit at uh, this really cool trail we have here. And I got back probably about nine before everybody was really going good. And um, and that's a common interest of mine, doing uh, that or running or something. And, uh, and I can do that by myself, but I don't want that to monopolize my time mm-hmm. uh, for my family. So I try to get up and keep it in um, in doses, small yeah. doses. Yeah. And so have your own thing, but it's vital to, um, to have some common interests together. And number four thing that happy couples do is they, I mean, this is not a do, this is a don't. They don't nitpick. Mm. Um, Bonnie, that might be a southern term. <laughs> Southern term nitpick. Yeah, okay. Nitpick. Nitpicking is where you can't do anything right. Where it's like you emptied the or you loaded the dishwasher, but you didn't put them where I wanted them. So I'm gonna. Can you just? Can you do this? Can you, it's making you do things my way, mm-hmm. or or nagging is another way to put it. Mm-hmm. It's like, can you do this like this? Or um, it's not letting you ever win at something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you did it, but 
almost did it. Find some way for them to fail. Yeah, some way to make it wrong. And that Mm is um, a very destructive thing. Yeah, it's destructive in your marriage when you when when you feel like you can't ever do anything right because your spouse is always picking at something wrong with it, finding something wrong with what you did. And it's kind of like if you keep picking at a sweater long enough and you it will start unraveling. Mm-hmm. And you do not want to keep pulling that thread in your marriage to the point your spouse becomes resentful because no. it will... Finally, it, they just, I think a lot of times they just give up. I can't win. Yeah. Well, I've seen this sometimes um, with spouses when it comes to parenting. Mm. Like, I've seen husbands who try to help some, and the wife's like, nope, that's not the way you do it. And they come to a point, they just throw up their hands, and they say, okay, fine, I won't help at all. Mm -hmm. And then the wife resents the fact that they're not helping, but Mm -hmm. they couldn't ever win. So, like, well, fine, just do it your way. You just do it then. Uh Um, And I think that happens in marriages a lot um, in in different areas. It's like, well, if I can't just do it, if I can't do it exactly the way you want it done, I'm not even going to try because I feel like I'm failing. And that's a bad feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you do when, so I think that's a good example of when couples um, first have children and, um, you know, the wife is is so concerned about doing things properly for the health of the kid. And uh, I think one of the things that helped us is right before Josie was born, we went to the theater and we saw that documentary called Babies that that Disney put out. Yes. And they followed 10 families uh, from across the world. So different cultures, different. It was really incredibly uh, engaging and interesting. And um, and I think we saw there, um, okay, if a... uh, the baby can re- be raised by a goat in the <laughs> outer villages of New Guinea. I think our baby's going to be fine. Yeah. So whether that diaper goes on this way or this way, mm-hmm. or the baby, the baby's going to be fine. And so, but I think there's also, you know, especially when it comes to children again, when the kids get older, a little older, you get, uh, you get a system, mm-hmm. you get a process for how you're doing things. You know, especially if the mom's more hands on, the kid, dad's traveling, the dad's got work or things like that, and then. The dad tries to intersect. He's home. He's trying to help, but he's not doing it that same way. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that can be. Hey, don't don't come in and mess up what we got going. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you solve that? I think that goes back to the first thing we talked about, and that's kind of being willing to express gratitude to each other. Mm-hmm. There were I remember there will be times when if when Josie was a baby or whatever, and you weren't doing things the way I would have done them. One, you usually ask, hey, what, what schedule is she on? What kind of tell me because I'm not here during the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. But you were humble in that. But at the same time, when I came back from going out for a night or going grocery shopping or whatever and something was different from the way I'd done it, I was just grateful that you had been here and that you were wanting to be part of that. So I think it goes back to that. So you're saying I didn't do it right? <laughs> There was no right because <laughs> the right way was that you were involved, which goes back to saying please and thank you, the the thank you part, the yeah, the appreciation great. that you're engaged and understanding there's a balance there, especially when it comes to parenting. There's that appreciation for your effort and appreciation for your engagement that's going to, I'm thankful you're involved in, in our children's lives and when you step in and do things different than I would do it, they, they probably needed different. 
Mm-hmm. They needed that different voice. They needed that different discipline. They needed something different because I'm not, because at this point they've been hearing me all day long and I'm thankful you're doing it your way because you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we've got to uh, relinquish some control in some areas. And it's like, who cares if you loaded the dif- the dishwasher a different way than I did? If I really, really if I care that much about it, then I need to just do it myself and not complain that you're not helping. Yeah. But it's that gratitude that you're the, the appreciation for the small things and, um, and not nitpicking when our spouse is engaged with us and helping. Yeah. And the nitpicking, um, I think that, that, uh, I'm just kind of looking back at our list here and uh, that self-destructs a lot of the others. So mm-hmm. common interests. Why am I going to want to hang out with somebody who's getting on my last nerves because I can't do anything right? Yeah. You know, I'm going to bed at the same time. Really? I want to spend quality time with that person. They <laughs> just kind of yeah. get on my nerves. I can't be myself. And it's very difficult to be nice and say please and thank you to somebody who's never grateful for anything you do. That's true. So. Um, That's a biggie. That is a biggie. So here's our last one. No, we day. got two more. Oh, that's right. We're doing six. So here's the next to last one for the day. <laughs> Quit nitpicking me. Um, the, the number five, daily check-ins. Happy couples check in throughout the day, and uh, that's just kind of touching base. Mm-hmm. It's not anything big. It might just be a, a text. It might be a you know. Sometimes I'll get to work, and a couple hours later, you'll shoot me a, a little voice uh, message or Vox or it's a little app we have. Or a text that just say, hey, how's your day going? Hope you're doing well, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to talk to you this morning. Just those little check-ins. It's, I mean, yeah, you left, you've gotten to where the last couple of days you've left home really early. And well, I'm leaving home now because of the quarantine. Yes, I know. With the quarantine, <laughs> it's like, oh, you. I used to see you every morning and now I've, I've gotten used to that. And so now it's like, oh, you're gone and, I, and you were very thoughtful and took the dog out and let me sleep and did all those things. And then I'm like. Yeah, but I, I didn't get to say goodbye or good morning to you. And so um, that just, Vox is a little voice message thing we send. It's kind of like a walkie-talkie, and I'm just like, hey, um, didn't get to say good morning to you. Just things mm-hmm. like that. Checking in during the day keeps us connected, even if it's not major conversations, because mm-hmm. we have those at night later, but um, just knowing we're st- we're engaged with each other's life, mm-hmm. um, that leads to happiness and keeps us connected and Mm -hmm. um, I think happy couples do that and then the sixth one um, this is the last one the last one for today Um, happy couples touch each other often Mm. now (laughs) that's um, we're talking hugs um, there's an there's an a b on this one the first the a is they touch each other often meaning not non-sexually yeah just man like you just said with it whether it's hugs or non-sexual kisses um, holding hands, yep, uh, cuddling sitting on the couch, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and then B is sexual touching. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. they have sex often. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Bible's view on sex is in marriage and a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's what happy couples do. Yeah. Well, and I'll say this. The Bible doesn't really ever say that, that um, you're entitled to happiness in your marriage. No. Um, we, we're talking about, you know, what happy couples do, but... That's not a prerequisite. That's not something that you have to have. I mean, that the Bible says mm-hmm. you have to be happy in your marriage. Um, or that marriage makes you happy. Right. But we think that it, it's a good idea to be happy in marriage. And Well, um, I think I think when, 
when in marriage, when we're uh, doing it God's way mm-hmm. and uh, the fruit of the spirit joy mm-hmm. is produced in our life, if I'm abiding in him and he begins to produce his spirit, uh, his fruits through me, then uh, happiness is definitely a byproduct of, yeah. of that. Um, well, I remember uh, several years back we were in a couple's small group and we were leading it and one of and one of the um or the guy who was who was teaching it in the in the DVD said that that he he said that 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 you don't have to be happy in marriage that marriage is not that God never said you should have to be happy. I was a I was offended. Mm-hmm. I remember being like that stung. I was like I don't like that. Jerk. I, I know. Um and you know he's right. The yeah. Bible never says that it's, it's going to make you happy, but um, I think we live in a society that has this view of happily ever after, and if you're not happy anymore, you move on, mm-hmm. and that's not biblical. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are these things that we can do that will, if we've reached a point in our marriage where we're not happy, if we can start doing some of these things regularly, that it will infuse some happiness into our marriage. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, I do believe God wants us to be happy in well, those things. Uh, happiness, it's an emotion. Yep. You know, so it's a, it's a, like we say, there's, it's the, the highs and lows. Yeah. And, um, and it's fleeting and, uh, and then it comes back, but it's kind of like we went to your mama's this past weekend at the farm mm-hmm. and she had, uh, had her garden and, um, she was, she was growing, um, zucchini, squash, different things like that. Mm-hmm. She had her fig tree there, all that kind of thing. And she can't produce those things. Mm-mm. All she can do is create an environment for them to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, God, science, Mother Nature, all of that um, works together. Uh, well, God makes all that happen. and um, But he works, uses science, Mother Nature, makes all that fruit grow, the vegetables grow, different things like that. But, but what she, she does. She plants it. She, she cultivates it. She tills the, the ground. She cultivates it. All of that to help create that environment. Sometimes they grow, sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they grow and something comes and eats it sometimes. So it's not a given that she's going to get fruit out of that or vegetables out of that. But if she does these things, the chances are way higher. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing, I think, with happiness in our marriage is, um, like we say, happy is is fleeting. You know, mm-hmm. I meet with couples all the time that life hits from out of the blue and happy ain't there. Mm-hmm. Um, joy is there, but if we do things that cultivate a spirit, an environment, a culture of, um, of thankfulness, of daily checking in, of hugging, touching often, sex often, communicating, doing these things, then uh, having common interests, all that kind of stuff, then um, we've got a much better chance of being happy in our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, action step for this week. Pick one of those things we just talked about, one of those six, and try it. Just try to make sure that you're engaging with your spouse in that in those ways. And then you are going to want to come back next week and hear part two of this and get the next six things. That's right. See you next time. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week.